The grace of God moves me. I want you to know the grace of God is my message. Welcome to the EOU in Action podcast. Do you want to have an eternal impact with your life? Do you want to talk more about God? Do you want to study the Bible and see what it really has to say? Well, you're listening to the right podcast. That the people that have come here with great spiritual and moral needs, great spiritual and moral needs may find the answer. Our goal at EUU in Action is to make an eternal impact on the lives of the students at Eastern Oregon University. University students, if nobody had told you, you'd never guess. Through studying the Bible and discussing the big questions that these students might face during this time of their life. We are living in a world of billions of people, billions of people. with each one in their solitary world of struggle and questions. And And here's your hosts, Matt Sheeks and Landon Reddington. This is your host, Matt Sheeks, and you're listening to the EOU in Action podcast, episode number one. If you don't know, Eastern Oregon University is a small university with a large athletic program uh, located in Eastern Oregon. Um, and uh, the goal of EOU in Action is to promote spiritual dialogue and study of the Bible. Um, we've got a couple guys here from the football team that all have a, a spiritual story to share, and we thought we'd uh, kind of get their perspective on where they're coming from as college students um, and what their spiritual journey has been like and uh, uh, potentially what role uh, God and, and Jesus and, and the Bible plays in that. So... Uh, we got Jaden from the football team, Moses from the football team and track team, also also a javelin thrower, and we got Flynn, kicker on the football team. And I would always like to introduce my co-host Landon Reddington. Landon is a uh, Bible camp director outside of the Legrand area, um, diligently serving the Lord out in the Boondocks in Starkey, Oregon, which you will find. Uh, uh, the, the cow to human population, the, the cows vastly exceed the humans in, in Starkey. And, and there's even some buffalo. And if you're lucky, you can probably get your hands on a buffalo burger in Starkey if you do well enough. <laughs> All right, guys, so let's jump into the interview here. Um, so first question is, uh, do you have any religious background, and was it positive, negative, or in between? We're going to go to Jaden. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of religious background. I grew up as a pretty strong Catholic um, in Colorado. And, I mean, it was all pretty positive to me. I mean, from my aunt to my mom to my dad, honestly, everyone was pretty religious. It was really strong. Um, but a lot of it honestly comes from our culture. Like, a lot of us go back from uh, – so my dad's actually from Central America, from El Salvador. So, like, a lot of their religious values and everything like that kind of, kind of mixed with ours my mom's and everything like that. So, but, I mean, overall, it's been pretty positive from what I can say. I come from a uh, Christian kind of family. We just keep, all we really do is just go to church on Sunday. We learn, we roll from there. I've learned over the years that like you become closer through more friends than family in some ways, especially when you go out and kind of find people in your community who want to help you spread the word. You find different people and you teach it to younger generations. And in college, it's much easier to do that because it's much more open of a community. It's a lot more... Uh, you can be a lot more vocal with what you want. Um, my I'm adopted and so I'm from Africa, and both my parents are pastors. My mom, my dad was a pastor, and my mom was a pastor slash um, Sunday school teacher, and so I pretty much grew up doing all all this all everything that 
pretty much you do in church. You sing the songs, you go to church for five hours type of deal. And the church, when I was younger, I used to go to like all black churches because they're mostly black people in Africa. And so we'd go and we'd sit there and we'd listen to them and we'd, we'd praise and all the type of, the typical kind of thing you'd probably see on a, on a movie where you see all black choir and all that stuff. But it was all, it was all very positive because it really grounded me. And um, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't forced to, to learn about Jesus. I wasn't forced to do anything. I, I, I chose him because he has the most positive effect on me. And he's the reason I'm here in America and here on playing football and playing sports and learning and all this stuff. So I, I owe it all to Jesus, if I'm being honest. Uh, Moses, what uh, country did you say that you're from in Africa? Kenya. Oh, nice. I've actually been to Kenya myself. So, yeah, I went there on an Athletes in Action trip and got a chance to run with some uh, some of the top uh, junior runners um, in the country there. And, uh, well, I had a really awesome experience. I could go into a, a lot of stories on that, but uh, really loved getting to go to Kenya. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So question two, do you believe in God and what do you think he is like? And uh, just so the audience is clear, we're going from Jaden to Flynn to Moses. So we'll try to keep that order. And occasionally Landon Reddington may identify himself and uh, throw in uh, his two cents. For sure. So, I mean, I for sure believe in God. Uh, I always have all my life. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Always will until the day I die. And uh, you know, forever there and keep continuing, you know. And so when you guys, like, say, like, what do you think God is like? Do you guys mean, like, like personality-wise? Like, what, what do you guys mean as to what? Yeah, potentially, like, um, maybe, like, what God's character is like. Yeah. All right, well, I don't know. Personally, I've never actually believed in God as, like, an actual, like, being, like, as, like, a person or anything like that. I see more of God as, like, a limelight. Um, and uh, just, like, I think it's more of, like, a light, like, a light that you can't really see that no one can see. That's not where, that's why we're unable to see, like, the Lord. That's why I personally believe. But I don't know. I think that's a hard question, to be honest. Like, what do you think God is like? I mean, God, God could be anything. I mean, he's everything, I guess, around us. That's just what I think. Uh, yeah, I believe in God. He's always been like that deciding factor in life. He's the one who kind of pushes you forward in a way that you wouldn't really expect it. He kind of pushes you towards these different decisions that you wouldn't understand until it happened. As for what I think he might be, I think the best way to put it is that Jesus is kind of his incarnation of him in human form. But him in a spiritual form, I see him as kind of just like how Jaden said, just a heavenly light. That kind of just grants his voice through all things. That's probably the best way to put it. I would, I absolutely do believe in God, and there's really a true reason behind it. Is because in Africa, I'm I'm adopted as, and I have white parents, but um, I was adopted, and the reason why they call me Moses is because my story is like Moses in the Bible. I was left left next to a river, and I was found by a preacher, a pastor, and he took me to a hospital, and he named me Moses before, and my parents, my when I was adopted, they first named me Rodney, but my I stuck to Mo, they stuck with Moses because that's the story I tell to everybody that I was I was found by a river, and because my mom, mother left me, left me there, and there I was found by a preacher. And I was taken to the hospital, and I spent 18 months in the hospital until they took me to an organization that was run by my adopted parents, and um, I believe that was absolutely God. Like it was no coincidence, and I thank Him every day for saving me and, and bringing me to to become who I am today. And as what He's like. As I would say, if he, God is the kind of guy you'd have a beer with, so <laughs> if if or 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 wine, because I don't think God drinks beer. He probably drinks wine. 
<laughs> that sound well. God being the type of person we want to share a beer with is something that this group can certainly all agree on, as long as you're over 21. <laughs> uh, Flynn said some interesting things about Jesus being the incarnate Word of God. Uh, Landon Reddington, uh, we've been studying the Book of John and EOU in action, and uh, you had some interesting things to say on that. Do you want to expand on that at all, or? Yeah, so in EOU in action, yeah, we were talking in the beginning, right, uh, in there, in the beginning of the book of John, it says, like, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And so kind of what we were talking about in EOU in action is this idea of, like, I'm sure if you guys have been around Christianity for any long period of time, you've sort of heard the term coin trinity thrown around. And that can be, I think, a really complicated thing to sort of grasp. And as I was as I was reading through it, one of the reflections that I had is, like, you know, you're trying to picture uh, God is actually one, but sort of this complexity of like this personification of God in, in Jesus. Like you, you said, like um, in incarnate form, I thought that was a really good way of saying it. So one, one thing that I had on that when we were talking was the idea that like, so God's actual words, like that's really intimate, right? So if you think about your own words coming out of your own mouth, that would be like that that represents all of who you are right because what come what flows out of you is kind of what's inside of you and so when you're talking about jesus being the word of god i think john's using that uh really intentionally because he's essentially saying in a word picture that if you could literally take the words of god and put them in an incarnate human being that is what jesus represents right so that's that is actually who he is he was a real person um, and he was God's word made manifest on earth. And um, so, yeah, I really liked what you said about that. So that's kind of the way that we we had talked about it. If so, a word picture for you is thinking if it was at all possible, which you're not God, but should you, you know, think about it that way, if you could sort of incarnate your own words, I mean, that's sort of the intimacy that God shares, that Jesus and the Father share together. They're like, they are one and there's sort of this mysterious nature about it. But did you have something to say, Moses? Yeah. I think that also falls under what Jaden was saying, how he doesn't really see God as this one, like this kind of incarnate person, because there's also the Holy Spirit, too, when you talk about the Trinity. I think when Jaden talks, he feels a holy, the Holy Spirit type of deal. And when I, that's kind of what I was thinking when you were talking. For sure. I mean, like, one of the big things I grew up is, like, um, at least when I was younger, it's like, it's hard to personify, like, what the Holy Spirit is to, like, someone who's, like, five six seven years old kind of younger so what i was kind of always told is like the holy spirit is like whenever you're just like by yourself and you're kind of sad or whatever like it's the comfort that comes in comfort to you like when no one else is there kind of type of deal and stuff like that the thing like those signs of hope you know that's just what i've always kind of grown on it was so looking back at your life are there times you thought a lot about god or felt especially close to him so i mean yeah there for sure is uh a time in my life that I know for sure. So uh, a lot of, there's been like a lot of complicated things happened in my past, like my family, like my mom, my dad, both both sides. And I know like that, like where I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for God and like putting me through those situations and through those journeys that I've been. And like everyone has a story. And so I feel like everyone has a different way of telling it and everyone has to do it like their own path, you know? And I just think the way you like, you live through it is like, um, is like there's a reason why you're going through it at that time in that moment it's to make you like who you are in the end and um, i don't know i felt like for sure especially close to him throughout these opportunities especially like when there's like nothing else besides like you and like all you have is left is hope so i mean that's all you can really hold on to at that point 
I think Jaden probably said it best there. It's having something to hold on to. That's kind of like the big thing in religion. So God is kind of like our little symbol of hope. He's the one that kind of drives us. And I feel like even though like good or bad, he's always going to be there. If it's bad, he's going to pick you up. If it's good, he's going to tell you, keep going, keep driving forward. Eventually you're going to hit like a, uh, that kind of point where you're just like, okay, this is what I got to do. Keep praying to God. Keep believing good things will come out of it in the end. Um, I think about God a lot when after I pray and you see and you sometimes you don't realize God's answering your prayers until it's answered. But a lot of times I find myself in the middle of my a prayer being answered. I realize, oh, I asked for this. And sometimes it doesn't come in the way that you that you were hoping or in the way that you thought in your mind but it comes and you just kind of have to step back and you're like thank you for for this happening because as Jaden said everything happens for a reason and things can happen we can plan it out in our heads but God always knows how to put the puzzles way more perfectly than we do and so I think about him that way and a lot good stuff really loving this interview so far guys uh I'm gonna move it over to Landon Reddington who's gonna uh, ask you guys the final three questions yeah, guys. So kind of the, the next one uh, on here that we really wanted to address was actually we're going to skip over here to question five. What do you guys think happens to us when we die? I know it's a really it's a tough question. It's a tricky question. So I'll blab here for half a second more and give you a sec to think about that. But um, I know it's something that sometimes in your 20s, early 20s, you don't think about that a ton. But um, given your beliefs, what do you think happens after you die? Uh, honestly, that is a hard question. I've never really, like, actually thought about it a lot. I mean, I have and I haven't. Um, I guess, like, I guess, like, the big, the, I guess the real question is, like, for everyone, like, is it true? Like, is it all going to happen? I don't know. My big thing is eventually I know for sure I will, like, see and relive, like, like meet again people that I, like, have lost that I love and people, stuff like that. I know for sure that... One day I will like, like be with them once again. That's what I like at it. Uh, it's not. It's tough in a way. That question's kind of tough in a way that there's infinite possibilities that could potentially happen. It's just which one do we want to hold on to the most? I would hope like at the end you kind of just see just this light taking you up, and kind of just seeing like how they prophesized it just golden streets all like these family members and friends that you know just kind of passed on in life i think it would be kind of cool to just kind of walk around and see what it'd be like just to talk with these people like old family members that you never met in life just see how like just talk like my grandpa's one situation i never met him so i wonder what he would be like actually meeting this dude and just saying what was it like when you lived what was it like when you died what was it like when you know, when my mom came into your life, that kind of stuff. I think it'd be really cool just to kind of explore that possibility. But it all depends on, like, how you want to look at it, too. It, it varies from person to person. Uh, my answer is pretty cut and dry. There's two options. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. So, <laughs> yeah, good one, Moses. <laughs> just lays it out, man. There it is. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for sharing. I know that can be uh, a good thing to think about now. So moving on, if you guys take a look there at question six, uh, the question is, if if you died and stood in front of God and he asked you, uh, why should I let you into heaven? What do you think you would say? 
Honestly, I I think there's nothing you could really even say. Like your whole life has like kind of came to this moment. Um, either like I feel like it doesn't matter what type of statement you could sell a car to anyone, but you can't sell yourself to God. Like He's seen everything you do. He knows everything about you. You can't make one statement to change the way to decide whether oh okay like yeah you should go to heaven or you should go to hell. Like you you've had your whole life decisions and like values and things that you've done to like to determine this moment by now. So I feel like there's really nothing you can say at this point. Like it's just it's just time time for him to decide for you, you know. Real quick, I just wanted to kind of jump in on that and ask you a little bit deeper question. So you were saying it's God decision God's decision, which is I think is a really good point and I totally agree with. So my question would be on what merit then do you believe that people sort of get in or get out or do you believe in hell or do you not believe in hell? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, Moses is right. It's kind of cut and dry. It's either you go to heaven or hell. That's it's either you're a good person or you're a bad person, I think, at that point. And it's his decision to make that. No one else's. Man, that really is a tough one. I think, honestly, like, if he were to ask me that, I'd have to reevaluate, like, a lot of my life. But at the end of the day, I'd kind of look at him and I'd go, uh, I am your son and I ask for your forgiveness on my way up to heaven. And the way we interpret God, he's this all, like, forgiving being. And I think at that point, he'd be like, okay, you are my son. I will let you in. But also, like, there is the point of hell. Like, there are horrible, like, deeds that someone has done in the past or even now. And they will be met forth with the same judgment. It's all, like, a belief thing because, like, there's a... You can believe in God and he'll grant you strength. You can believe in the devil and he will be granted strength through you. So it all depends on like, <laughs> uh, it all depends on like your kind of core system. Cause I think if God were to ask that, like he doesn't want you to tell him all these good things in life and like to balance that. It's not a balancing system. This isn't like, you can't earn your way to heaven, but you can ask God for his forgiveness and to hopefully open the gates for you. Just to kind of tag on what Flynn said is the only way to, to, to first salvation is through Jesus. And that's why he came down in the first place. So we like Jaden said, you can't sell God a car. You can't sell him your your what your whole story, your whole sob story. If you have one, this if you did, you accept Jesus and did you serve him throughout your life? And that thousands to my answer is, is. At the, end of, at the end of the day, I want to feel tired. I want to feel like I'm drained because I know I gave my all that day, and I want to replenish that the next day. And when I meet God one day, the only thing, I, the only thing I'm going to say to him is that I used up everything you gave me. Like, I'm tired. I'm ready to come home, and I gave everything I got for you, and I hope that's enough for you. That's, that's, the, that's, the only, that's the only thing I could ever offer. That's the only answer I could ever offer God is that I gave everything I got for you. And if that's enough, and if that's, if that's, enough, that's okay. Because I, accept, I, accepted, I accepted your son as my Lord and Savior because he did save me, and that's no doubt about it. And I did everything I could to make you proud, to, make, to serve you and serve other people. And if that's good enough, that's all I got. Just a follow-up question on that. So uh, when you're determining what happens to you when you die and uh, potentially how God would respond um, when he, he either sees your life or, or you verbally tell him uh, why um, he should let you into his heaven, um, what role does Jesus' own words um, play in, in your conclusions on that topic? Um, are they authoritative for you? Are Jesus' own words regarding this topic authoritative? 
So I, I just to double clarify that really quick, because I see some confused looks. I think what Matt's getting at is so in the Bible, Jesus tells us the way uh, that we can know for sure that we can get in. Right. And so he's asking for you guys. Do you believe what Jesus says about how we gain eternal life and end up in heaven? Right. So give it over to you guys. Like you have to be honest. If if that was the case, you definitely have to be honest with yourself. Because I, if I had to be faced with that, I'd be like, "Hey, I made mistakes my whole life. There's no such thing as going through human life sinless. We've already that's already been established throughout thousands of years." But I would also ask him, like, "Yes, I made this mistake, but I also know that at the end of the day, you were always there carrying me through like these moments of." absolute sadness and i would hope that at the end you would forgive me for this and let me in on your way like let me be with you once again well when i think about that jesus he he simplified it for us when he died on the cross because back then you had to do this whole process this whole ceremony type of deal but now he simplified it for us because in a way god is the lamb that we used to have to get an actual lamb and kill it but now he put himself on the cross for us and now he sacrificed himself and god is the lamb and all we have to do is to say yes and that's how simple it is. I mean, sure, you might think, oh, what's the catch? Like, this is this is too good to be true. But really, it's it's a simple it's a simple matter of saying yes and accepting him into your heart and then living your life out. Because when you accept Jesus, your life doesn't get easier. There's don't don't get don't get that confused. Life is life is certainly not easier when you accept Jesus. But life, you live a better life. You live you live not just for yourself, but you live for Jesus and you also serve others in the in the context. So there's really no catch to it. The only thing, the only thing he asks is return is that you give everything. So I mean, like, this is this kind of like a little unrelated, but like kind of bounce on the same topic. So over at uh, one of my old schools, I used to play for, like one of this prayer we used to say was like, oh, like I play, like you don't play for your team, like you play for like the colors of the cross, like you play for Jesus, like you play for Him, you know, like in His honor. And so that's what I'm just kind of taking this one, to be honest. Awesome, thanks, guys. Good answers. I. Uh, so it seems like, based off of Matt's question, most of you guys would say, yes, you are. You would take uh, the Bible and what Jesus says about how to get there as your authority. Uh, that's what I'm sort of gathering from what you guys are saying. So uh, the last question that we wanted to go over with you guys, so based off of your answer, you personally, so now I'll be thinking about yourself, right? So your answer was a couple of you guys was like, you know, Jesus, it's just believing in him and um, that kind of thing. So based off of that answer are on a scale from a one to 10, how confident are you that today, if you died based off of what you actually believe right now, that you would find yourself in, in, in heaven with God right now. So, uh, we'll start, who wants to start that one? All right, Jaden. I mean, honestly, I can, I can only pray. Like, like, I I haven't been, like, I'm not a bad person, nothing like that, but, I mean, I really have no room to judge how I'm living or how anyone else is living, so, I mean, I really can't even put an answer to it, but, I mean, from the way I I would say, I say, yeah, I mean, I would get into heaven, I think I'm a pretty good person, I'd probably give myself, like, a seven, I've messed up, but, I mean, I think everyone does, and I think, like, those mess ups don't even, like, matter, because if... If God can forgive you, then why should, like, everyone messes up. Sin is a thing, and it's always been a thing, and always will be. Uh, oof. I don't know. If God were to drop a lightning bolt on me now, he'd probably do it for a good reason. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I can admit I've done some 
nothing like police worthy, at least I hope not. Nothing like that in the past, but yeah. <laughs> but I think like I've made my own like errors. I've made my mistakes. But I'd still think in the end I'd probably make my way up there. I'd give myself maybe probably a six, honestly, because I'm still kind of questioning it because sometimes things don't go your way. But I've also seen like the amount of miracles that he's pulled off. So I still believe I'd make it through in the end. My answer is going to sound pretty cocky, but I give myself a ten yeah. on the basis on the basis of this that at, in like I said, Jesus Jesus doesn't ask a whole lot from you. All he asks that you give that you give your everything. And so I every day I try to I try to give my everything every day because it could happen. I could die today. I could die after this interview, to be honest. And I would give this. I would give that answer. To, I would give the answer to God that I. At, at this moment, I'm giving my everything I got, and I will continue to do that until the day I die. Hopefully not today. Yeah. All right. At this point, I think I'll toss it back over to Matt for we what we kind of like to do, guys, to wrap uh, this podcast up is we kind of just like to we've, – we've got a chance to kind of hear your answers and process through it. So now we're just going to kind of throw out a couple of challenges and a couple of things that we've sort of thought about and processed through as you guys have been being interviewed. Uh, so I'm going to start it off by handing it over to Matt, and he's going to kind of – uh, go off of what you guys have been saying. Uh, in terms of how you guys answered the last uh, three questions as far as what someone has to do to get to eternal life, what you have to do personally to get to eternal life and whether that was enough, would you say that um, your answer indicated that you were relying on uh, things that you have to do to any degree to get to heaven? Um, I'm not really relying on anything, I guess. Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of living out life. I'm not living in fear of like either I'm going to make it to heaven or hell. Um, I mean, you make your decisions for a reason. Like, uh, so I took an ethics class back in my school, and the biggest thing they ever compensated was um, free will, this thing of free will. And so I kind of think that like that kind of decides like what you do with your free will in that aspect of it all. I think it, it kind of does, depending on you. Like, it's a 50-50 balance. Like Jesus gives you the, t he gives you the tools to go through life. It's what you do with those tools. And I also believe like what Jaden said, there's got to be a sense of free will. Cause I think he wants us to have like a certain amount of fun in life in his name. Of course, I like, otherwise he wouldn't give us like good sports, singing, music, all this stuff. There's no way like life would be so much less just, it would just be so bland without like these certain things. So I think. He just gave these gifts to us to tell us, like, hey, you know, here's the tools I'm going to give you. Do what you need to do with them, and just, but just do it in my name and just have fun with life. And then when you come back up to me, I will take your tools from your spirit and I will give them to the next person in line, and they will do the same thing you are now. My answer is a kind of a combination of Jaden's and Flynn's. Like, yes, we do have free will, and that's, that's what makes it great. Like, he doesn't make us choose him at all. So um, with the answer, do you, is there things you have to do? Um, I don't think there's things you have to do, but he gives you the choice to either accept him or don't. That's that's pretty simple. That's kind of how I see it, and it's simple to me. So, so uh, Flynn, you were saying you felt like it was kind of a 50-50 balance, right? Yeah, so um, I was just going to pull out a quick challenge for you on that question. Uh, so I've got a verse here. It's Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Um, and what it says is for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works 
so that no one may boast. So this this is just one isolated example in the Bible, but there are there's kind of this continuous thread throughout the New Testament uh, where it talks about this idea that like there's nothing that you can do to earn your way to heaven, right? So like I mean obviously God wants us to be good people. He wants everybody to be a good person. We're, we're not all good people all the time, which is exactly why we need Jesus, right? And that's what we've sort of been talking about. But then there's this idea of we still, and even as Christians, we get caught up in it a lot of times thinking like, well, we got we to gotta do something to please God. And wow, that is incredibly loud. So sorry, podcast listeners. We're going to have to edit the random sliding trolley cart down there (laughs) anyway um but it it does get easy to get caught up in this idea that we actually have to do something um but the the one thing that god asks of us is to uh place our faith and our trust in jesus and when we say in jesus what that means is the fact that like he he actually lived he really was a real person who was divine, came, lived a perfect life, and then right, he dies on a cross, and that death atones for our sins. Because Moses, you were talking about earlier how they used to actually sacrifice uh, real animals. And, um, and so Jesus, he's the perfect sacrifice, and he, so he sacrifices once for all time, and we're done with that. So that, that's actually what gets us into heaven purely. And then the good works is sort of like a bonus on top of that, right? Because the idea is that when Jesus when you accept him in your life, he gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit, which literally lives and dwells within you, and it begins changing you. And God God begins changing you from the inside out. And so you end up doing good works because you've believed in Jesus. So it's all the good works and everything end up being a gift. Uh, Matt, do you have anything you wanted to add on to that? Because Moses is going to add on. Okay, here we go, Moses. Um, just attack on to what you're saying is... The re- that's one of the reasons we can't get in because of good works because as we good and bad are relative in the in the human sense and so we could see something we could see something as good but also someone else see it as bad and so we just have to live selflessly when we do a, do a good work instead of just simply doing oh i need to do this to get in heaven like in your motivation changes when you do something good for i'm trying to get in heaven so i need to do this good work like i need to do this good work instead of just i want to do this good work yeah matt did you have anything you wanted to add on to that real quick uh, when we started our conversation, uh, it seemed to me that um, uh, there's a, the concept of judgment comes up, and uh, all three of you guys seem to understand the concept that like God is our judge, and He's He's going to judge our life, right? And um, and from what I was hearing, and I, I'm not sure if my what I was catching was exactly right. It, some of the judgment had to do uh, that you guys were expecting from God with. Um, kind of your spiritual and, and moral performance um, in life. And that's something that I think that uh, the Bible would challenge. Um, and I think something that you might find is that, uh, that the judgment that um, you guys are all expecting to happen to you guys and, and for God to weigh in the balance, um, that judgment for those things that uh, you may have done wrong. That judgment has already been poured out on Jesus. And, um, if you've trusted in what he did for you, then those sins are covered. Um, so what I'm trying to say is more of an encouragement. I think that, um, God wants us to trust fully that his promises 
our good, that he has paid the penalty for our sins. Um, and we can fully rely on what Jesus did and expect that he has given us eternal life. Um, that's something that he declares in scripture. So, um, we want to go through a little something and get your guys' feedback. Uh, we know you've got uh, some uh, practice or something that you have to get to, and uh, and it's been a pretty intense uh, interview, although a good one so far. So we'd like to invite you guys back to get your feedback on um, just a little presentation that we like to do with uh, with folks on campus. Um, so so maybe not now, but maybe in the future, we'd love to have you guys back uh, get your feedback on something. Um, we'll give it to you now so you can kind of think about it and, and we just like to kind of hear, uh, your thoughts on it. Um, for the most part, we just really appreciate what you guys have said. There's been just some, uh, amazing dialogue and, and perspectives and it's really helped us understand where you guys are coming from personally. And also, uh, to some degree, you guys reflect, uh, the EOU in action body and where people are coming from spiritually. Um, and it's really great stuff. A lot, a lot in common and, um, some, some different things too. So I wanted to end with, uh, with John 524, uh, to close us out. This relates to what I was saying earlier. Uh, so this is Jesus speaking. And, and this is why I asked you guys about, um, whether Jesus's words were authoritative for you. So John 524 says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. And uh, that's it. So uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will hopefully catch you guys in the near future. I'm Matt Sheeks for Landon Reddington. This has been the EOU in Action podcast. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. If you're wanting to get connected with EOU in Action, you can find us online at eouinaction.org. Also, be sure to check out the other podcasts and free resources while you're there. <laughs>